0: Hey everybody! It's Maya here with another episode of the Creativity and Heart podcast. Right now, it's my busiest season of the year, and um, if you don't know, I actually have two businesses. I do the Brandon and web design through my Palmer Designs, and then I also have a shop called Sage and Maya where I do custom pet illustration. And right now, um, it's just a crazy busy season because I'm filling pet portrait orders for Christmas. And then also doing client work for Christmas time for graphic design and then I have a, a client site that's launching this week which we're really excited about and then I'm working on the short template shop that will air in January 2021 so I just got a lot going on and so instead of airing a new episode I'm deciding that I'm going to recast an old episode because I'm trying to learn how to give my self-grace you know you can't do it all all the time so but I still wanted to show up with something for you all to listen to so I'm going to be recasting the episode back from October 2020 where I sat down with copywriter Allie Willis to talk about developing your brand messaging and Allie shared so many great tips about um, what to focus on when you're trying to build your brand messaging and have stronger writing in your business that will resonate more with your audience and as we're all preparing for a new year and i'm sure launching you know new services and products i think it's just a great episode to re-listen to if you've already listened to already or if you missed it the first time now it's a good time to go and listen to it so make sure you grab a notebook so that you can take some notes because there's so many great things in this episode great takeaways from book recommendations to copywriting tricks, so so I hope you enjoy this episode whether you've listened to it before or not. Enjoy, here's my interview with copywriter Allie Willis of Cadence Copy Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. successful creative business is hard work. It's my mission to make quality design and business education more accessible for female creatives with compassionate brands. On this podcast, I'll share my insight on topics like authentic marketing, serving your clients well, taking care of yourself, and using your creativity from a place of purpose and generosity. Let's talk about what it's like to run a business with creativity and heart. Allie, thanks for joining
1: me. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here.
0: So to start us off, let's talk about what copywriting is for those who might be new to it. And why is it important in your business and your marketing?
1: Yeah, so copywriting, and particularly conversion copywriting, which is what I focus on, uses research and best practices to invite your audience to say yes to your offer. So whether that's something like signing up for your email list or an offer to actually purchase one of your products or book a call um, for one of your services. So basically, it's about translating research into messaging so that your words actually have an impact on your audience and aren't just more white noise. So in anything you do with digital marketing, copy is going to be involved. And so it's important to know with your copy who you're speaking to, and what you're inviting them to. Well, I love how you said that. Thank you.
0: You know, and I one of the reasons I found Allie on Instagram for everyone listening, and I just loved the way that she phrased her Instagram bio. So I was like, I really want to contact her.
1: Oh my gosh, that makes my heart so happy to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's like highlight of my days hearing that. So thank you
0: so now that we know what copywriting is let's talk about defining a brand's core message so can you explain what makes up a brand's core messaging
1: yeah so i would say at the core of any impactful brand messaging is you need to know your value proposition okay so when people land on your homepage or really any place um, on the internet where they're being introduced to your brand for the first time so that could be mm-hmm. your social media accounts it could be a landing page. They need to immediately know when they land on that particular page who you are, what you do, and how you make your customers' life better. And mm-hmm. this last one is especially important because people are more interested in how you can help them than they are interested in like all the great things about your company. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, research shows that people make a decision about whether or not they're gonna stay on the page that they've landed on within 10 seconds of landing there. So they need to immediately know that value proposition of who you are, what you do, how you're gonna make their life better. So it's important that you quickly communicate this in a way that makes them want to stick around and keep reading that page, otherwise you risk losing them to the exit button. When, you are thinking about brand messaging starting at that value proposition. It needs to be your number one uh, priority. People want things and they want to find what they need fast. So if
0: they hop on your website right off of Google and they don't understand what you're doing almost immediately, they're just going to exit like you said.
1: Yes. Yes. And one of my favorite um, marketing I don't like the word guru, but that's the only word I can think mm-hmm. of. So, Story Brand and like Don Miller, I'm not sure if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. their like uh, tagline is like, if you confuse, you lose. And so, if people mm-hmm. are landing on that page and being confused by what you're offering, they're not going to stick around because that takes so much brain power to try to figure out what you're doing and how you can make their life better. And there's just mm-hmm. so much other content that people could be consuming that. Most people now are not willing to stick around and try to figure out what it is you do. Mm -hmm.
0: And for everyone listening, if you've never heard of the book, Building a Story Brand, I'll put the link in the show notes. It's a great book. And he has basically this whole concept where you position yourself as the guide and your customer is the hero, not you. So it's really switching your way of thinking and how you market and really putting your client or customer first. Yeah,
1: it's so good. I highly recommend it. I'm like in the Mm -hmm. middle of rereading it. I've already read it twice. I'm like, I need a yearly refresher. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I read it once last year. I probably need to go reread it. Yeah, it's so good. And so we were talking about brand messaging. Uh, Can you explain the difference between brand messaging and brand
1: voice? Yes. So brand voice is how you say something, whereas brand messaging is what you're saying. So maybe you've identified like your customers really relate to a brand voice that's casual, vulnerable, like a conversation with a best friend, Mm -hmm. for instance. So that's awesome. That's your brand voice. And you want to write in this trustworthy kind of like BFF vibe voice. However, if you don't know your messaging, aka the content and what, what you're saying, like what's at the core of basically what you're saying if you're not communicating this in your copy about how you can actually like change that customer's life it doesn't necessarily matter how fun your copy is because if you're not adequately communicating what impact you will make in your Mm -hmm. customer's life they're not going to pay attention so i always say before you develop brand voice develop your brand messaging first and know what you're saying know what you bring to the table as far as your services and products and how that actually transforms your customer's life because that's what will make them want to stick around and what will make them want to make a purchase. I
0: I love that you pointed that out to like make sure you develop the brand messaging first and then think about your voice because I think sometimes we get that reversed.
1: Yes, I have a lot of new clients who they're First, focus is like, oh, I want it to sound like me, mm-hmm. which is great because you do want authenticity in your business, especially for a lot of like solopreneurs. However, if your focus, especially in writing your like website copy, is only, oh, how do I make this sound like me? It's mm-hmm. too me focused. And what mm-hmm. customers want when they come to your website or any place that you have copy is they want to feel heard and they want to feel known. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not communicating, those aspects through your messaging, even if your copy sounds like you, it's still not doing the job that the copy is supposed to do, which is Mm -hmm. connecting you to your customers.
0: So I know when I was talking to you on Instagram, before we even scheduled this interview, you were telling me how much you love research. And I think that's such an important part, but people often want to skip over that because they just want the pretty words and they want to skip to that. So can you talk a little bit about why research is so important?
1: Yes. So research is like the bread and butter of conversion copywriting. But what Research like sounds like a fancy word and like brings people back to like high Mm -hmm. school days of research papers. But while it is, you know, data driven, what the truth is, is it's learning to listen to your customers and understand your audience on like a deeper human to human Mm -hmm. level. So effective copy, like I said, is really about communicating how your service is actually going to change a person's life. But without this research, without hearing from it from your audience, You can only guess, you know, how this particular product might change that customer's life. And guesswork is rarely going to actually convert someone when they're Mm -hmm. like reading a sales page. So, like I said, research is about listening to your customers and then reflecting back what you've heard from them onto that page. So when they are reading that copy, they feel like, whoa, you really actually Mm -hmm. understand me. So one like method of research to kind of give people an example of like, what are we talking about Mm -hmm. with research? That'd be great. Yeah. Is what's called like a thank you page survey. Now this particular tool that I learned is from copy hackers, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if you're familiar. I haven't heard of them. They're fantastic. Any copywriter or anyone wanting to like get really, really good at copy. I highly recommend reading their blog posts and um, uh, purchasing their courses because those I purchased their copy school, like, almost a year ago, and that has been so transformative in how I approach copy. So highly recommend them. But, as far as what a thank you page survey is, it's basically, let's say you have a lead generator and you're asking people to sign up for you know a PDF resource mm-hmm. with their email address. So they enter their email address and then they're taken to a new page. and on that page is a one question survey. It's basically asking them something along the lines of what was going on in your life that, you know, insert the action they just took there. So what was going on in your life that brought you to want to learn about, in my instance, auditing your homepage. Mm-hmm. Cause I have a lead gen about auditing your homepage. So what was going on in your life that brought you to want to learn that? So then they give a one or they give, you know, just a short answer and from that you can glean what their pain point is in their words that is causing them to seek out your lead generator or your product because you can also do a thank you page like after a purchase mm-hmm. which is really great um, as far as you know future tweaking your sales pages um, base, and like I said you're understanding their pain point and then you're understanding that like dream state of what they want to be in and you can glean a lot from that. An example with one of my own clients, um, she owns a stretch studio. Mm -hmm. so She offers like this free video series as her lead generator that teaches you just a few simple stretches. And so we did a thank you page survey after people sign up for this free video series. And from that, we've actually been able to learn in her audience's like own words, why they're seeking out these stretching resources. So for some people, it's like they sit at a desk all day and they're trying to like get moving and they've got low back issues and they want to stretch that Mm -hmm. out or maybe they're looking for alternatives to yoga and we wouldn't necessarily know this if we're just trying to guess at it so that's what this thank you page survey allows us to understand and then from there I'm able to incorporate those pain points and those desires into her copy All across her website Mm -hmm. and so it's basically that idea of again saying hey we see you we hear you understand you have these certain problems and we repeat those problems back to the customers and then hey we want to help you solve them and this is how and so a lot of times sometimes in this copy you'll find what i like recently termed poppy copy Mm -hmm. um which is basically a certain phrase a customer says that you're like whoa that is a really great phrase i'm gonna tweak that and use that in some of my messaging or even like a pattern of similar words or phrases that multiple, multiple customers are saying, which you can kind of use, keep in like a copy bank and use as your brand voice if you need kind of inspiration as far as what, how to say certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I am going through those thank you page answers, I look for those particular um, pieces of copy that I could then use in my messaging. So. Step one, I'm trying to understand the pain points. But then step two, there might be some actual copy that I can almost use, not necessarily verbatim, but mm-hmm. in some if it's a small phrase, can use verbatim mm-hmm. in the messaging and let people feel like they are being heard and understood with that.
0: I love that you shared that because I know especially for new business owners and me being a new business, you know, understanding your customers' pain points is so important, but I'll have people tell me like, I just started my business. I don't know what their pain points are. So you have those surveys, like you said, and then you just immediately can know why were they interested in that Mm -hmm. freebie or that product?
1: Yes, exactly. It's Once I started incorporating this into my client work and my own Mm -hmm. business, it has been a game changer. So I highly recommend starting there if you're new. And Mm -hmm. to go into that for new business owners, if you are new and you don't have customers yet mm-hmm. um, and you're looking for that research, do a competitor audit mm-hmm. and see what other customers are saying about other brands and look for like testimonials and look for product reviews and that sort of thing. And from there, you can often figure out, oh, this was this customer's pain point, And that's why they're seeking out X product yeah. that can help me target my messaging.
0: And I think, oh, you can let me know if you would agree, but you don't have to have a lot of customers yet to do this. Just start surveying the people that are in your audience. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Start where you are. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you're in the research process with the client, where do you usually start?
1: Yeah. So after my initial like kickoff call and initial client survey with, with my client, we go straight to the source, which is the customers, and we do a customer survey, brief, like, Four to five questions, super simple, and that helps me understand what is truly compelling those customers to make that purchase from this brand. Um, and like I mentioned just a minute ago, if it's a brand new business, they mm-hmm. don't have customers yet to survey. No one's purchased from them. Competitor audits, looking at those testimonials—that's the way to go to understand pain points and dream states and that sort of thing. Um, but when I am working with a new business or any business, any client, after we do that initial customer research or customer survey we then do just some more research and I compile it all into what's a brand messaging guide mm-hmm. so that's like they get the home page value proposition which I user test um, a mission statement elevator pitch sample copy that sort of thing mm-hmm. but at the start it always begins with that customer survey because that can help direct me as far as what other research might be needed. I actually, when I'm starting out with brand and
0: website clients, I'll start with having them do some introspective work on why they are doing this and, what you know, their why for their business, but then also lots of ideal client research. And I want that first before we ever design anything because you really do want to have that foundation to guide you because if we're just doing what, you know, the business owner likes, we may not be communicating effectively with the customers in the way that they're gonna need
1: to to get results. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, and that way copy and design go hand in hand so much. And it's that same thing of you want it to be for the user and focused on the user and not so much on Mm -hmm. what the business owner might want. It's about what the user is gonna find the best experience.
0: Yes, and I was, I've was i been telling my clients, you know, if you do work with a professional copywriter and you have all of that information coming in, that's perfect because, you know, we're probably going to have more than we need to get started on the website design. Exactly, and it's
1: always better to have more. Yes. Yeah, love it.
0: And so we've talked a lot about the research process and how important that is to, you know, help your clients to understand their own customers and clients. Uh, Can you give an example of any discoveries that you've made during the research process with the client and how that translated
1: into the copy that they ended up receiving from you? Yes. So I just finished working with a client who makes these really gorgeous hand dyed yarns. um, And she was looking for some brand messaging help because she felt like her messaging was a bit all over the place and she wanted to fine tune it. So we worked together on that brand messaging guide that I had mentioned. And like I said, first thing I do, survey customers and her customers were so amazing because we got a huge level of response, which helped me out so much as far as uh, the research goes. And so in one question, we asked, what compelled you to purchase from my client? And a huge percentage of those responses indicated that her activism, which is something she had shared on Instagram, but had like maybe one line of copy on Mm -hmm. her website, was a really big reason that they had purchased her yarn as opposed to other Indie yarn dyers. Mm -hmm. So this indicated to me that we need to highlight this activism on her website more. Mm -hmm. So as a separate component of her project, I rewrote her about page and highlighted some of this activist work while still bringing it back to the customer's own story. Because again, you don't want to make it all about you. You still Mm -hmm. want it to be as though you're repeating back to the customer what they want. So the way I reworked that copy to highlight that activism was adding in a line that was something along the lines of, I'm all about crafting yarn and small business with intentionality as a creative, I know that you care deeply about supporting businesses with values that Mm -hmm. reflect your own. So again, you're bringing it back to the reader and saying, I know that this is what you care about. Now I'll tell you how I meet that expectation. So that was, again, something that I gleaned from the research Mm -hmm. and if we had just been guessing I probably wouldn't have thought to highlight that as a compelling reason that people were purchasing from her. I knew that it was a reason people were engaging with her Instagram posts, but I didn't know that that had played so much into people's purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. And I love that you
0: pointed that out because I think so often the things that our audience is noticing isn't always what we're mostly paying attention to. So the research can surprise us.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just said it so well. Amen. Amen.
0: And so now let's shift gears a little and talk about DIY copy. So I know that you offer DIY copy packages for business owners who want to write copy on their own, but with some guidance from a professional. So what advice can you offer for anyone listening if they're interested in DIY copy and your packages?
1: Yeah, I'm going to sound like a broken record, (laughs) but I'm going to say start with research. And you can even start with basic research, which is, again, surveying your customers, and it's really easy these days. There's so many tools like SurveyMonkey free mm-hmm. for up to I think 50 responses, mm-hmm. something like that. So you don't even have to pay for a service. And I know Typeform is another great tool mm-hmm. to use for surveys. That there's also a free uh, component to it. Um, so I would start though with that thank you page survey because that is you don't even have to have customers yeah. to begin with a thank you page survey. Start it with a lead generator, a free resource. Ask them that question: What brought you here to? blank. Basically, you're trying to find out what's compelling them, like what's going on in their life that's making them want to learn from you. So start there when you're building your website, get a page, embed that, you know, survey form, whether you're using Typeform or even Squarespace, you can use their mm-hmm. forms to do that. Um, and ask this question and then start collecting those responses. And as you're collecting those responses, you can start developing that brand messaging and fine-tuning whatever you already have for your brand messaging. And then also, let's say you do have customers already, do that customer survey, give them four to five questions. What Again, what you're really looking for is what's compelling them to purchase from you, to follow you, to learn from you, as opposed to other similar service providers or similar um, company or product-based companies. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, if you have none of this yet, mm-hmm. do the competitor audit. Look at testimonials because in those testimonials, a lot of times when they're really well done testimonials, you'll be able to find out how that service is making that person's mm-hmm. life better because they're going to in that testimonial. And so that'll help you better understand how you can particularly address that uh, you know dream or desire that person has through your own products or services. So start with research, start with that thank you page survey, start with uh, a customer survey if you've got it, or look at that competitor audit.
0: And for anyone listening, I know if you use Dubsado or HoneyBook for a CRM, I know with PSADO especially, you can make multiple forms and embed them in a page. And then it'll they'll all filter straight into there. And so that can also help with lead generation and also HoneyBook as well will let you embed some contact forms. So if you're thinking of ways that you can set up that thank you page, hopefully that helps some. That's awesome. So to close this out, I want to ask you a few fun to get to know you questions. And so my first question is, why did you decide to become a copywriter?
1: Yeah, so I think words and storytelling are just absolute magic, and I've always been a writer. Um, Went to college for public relations. I didn't realize copywriting was really even a thing at the time, Um, and so I kind of had like a brief um, stint in the music industry thinking I wanted to do PR there and did that sort of for a couple years after college, Um, but then... Through a side project, I like helped co-found a blog and a print magazine with a friend. And through learning about marketing that particular side project, I learned all about copywriting. And I was like, oh, this is actually something that small businesses, well, businesses of all sizes Mm -hmm. need. And they need copy that's done well to actually help them connect with those ideal customers. Mm -hmm. Um, So through that, it just kind of, led me into copywriting and so i have been doing this for three years in september That's awesome. and loving it congratulations thank you i love it
0: and i can tell from your website that you love coffee so will you tell us what is your favorite coffee order
1: okay i'm actually holding it right now um mocha mm-hmm. i if you're ever in nashville highly recommend frothy monkey it is my go-to coffee shop they have amazing latte drinks of all kinds. Obviously, my go to order is going to be mocha, mm-hmm. but they basically have become my office because, well, especially pre pandemic, yeah. I would like not be able to focus at home. Mm-hmm. And so I would go to a Frothy and spend like five hours there. Oh, the best. So, yep, a mocha every time for me.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is about coffee shops, but they always have such a great atmosphere for like getting out of the house and working, but still being able to yeah. focus.
1: Yes, I'm actually able to focus better when mm-hmm. I'm there. And interestingly, I read an article like a couple years ago that said that the human brain can actually function better as far as focus when there's like indistinguishable white noise in the mm-hmm. background. So like oh. coffee, you hear the chatter. Got you. So it's not. Yeah. So it's not like enough that you can actually. like like, word, like music for instance Mm -hmm. if you like know the words that can actually distract your brain from focusing but if it's something indistinguishable you're better able to focus and I was like okay so this is proof enough that I can keep going to coffee shops and spending all my money on logos yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah
0: so I know 2020 has been a crazy year for pretty much everybody filled with a lot of negativity so I'd like to know what's one positive thing that you've learned this year
1: Gosh, yeah. I really love this question. Um man, I feel like this year I've just learned so much about myself because I mm-hmm. feel like with the pandemic, you had all the distractions and all the mm-hmm. plans stripped away. And so then suddenly you have to actually look in the eye the like issues that you're mm-hmm. able to avoid when you're like jumping on an airplane every month. Yeah. So for me, one of the biggest positive lessons I think that I'm still working on learning is this idea of like, the worth of my day does not depend Mm -hmm. on my productivity. Yeah, is I'm very guilty of getting to the end of a day, end of the day and looking at my to-do list. And if I don't have most of those things checked off, I somehow think that my day did not or was not worth it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, "Mm, no, like your day is much more than what you get done. Your day is, how you're connecting with other people, your day is how you're serving other people, your days even whenever you make time to just read a book. Yeah. But I got so focused in on, oh, I have to get all of these done things done to be considered like a successful business owner that I would get to the end of the week and feel like a sense of shame that I mm-hmm. hadn't gotten everything done that I wanted to get done while also not having made time for really anything besides work because I was so focused on it. So what I'm trying to do when the, pand- when the pandemic hit and I didn't have my distractions and realized this about myself, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do now is actually prioritize non-work things mm-hmm. during the day. So mm-hmm. the reason I want to own a business is for the freedom of not necessarily needing to work nine to five every single day. And so what I'm trying to do is like, okay, on a Wednesday morning, if I want to right. make plans to get coffee with someone, I'm going to make plans to get coffee with someone and not be like, Oh, but I should be doing all of these things instead. Mm -hmm. So I think this year by forcing me to, you know, be home more, I've been able to kind of look at this issue and then try to counteract it with healthier boundaries and priorities.
0: Yes, I could definitely relate to that. And um, have you ever heard of the book On Your Every Day by Jordan Lee Dooley? I don't think so. I'm actually reading it right now. I'm going to a conference. Well, it's a virtual conference because the pandemic. But I'm attending the conference later that month. And that was our required reading. And it's okay. a lot about just kind of knowing your worth outside of what you do and that your purpose isn't what you do for a living. And so it's just been a really great read and I highly recommend it.
1: Okay, I'm making a note of that. Own your everyday, Jordan Lee Dooley
0: D-O-O-L-E-Y.
1: Awesome. Okay, I'm adding that to my reading list. I'm a huge book person, so definitely getting this at the library. Yeah,
0: like once in college, I didn't read as much for fun because I was like so focused on schoolwork, but now that I'm graduating, so I'm gonna try to make reading more of a priority again because I really love it.
1: Yeah. You just got to make time oh, yeah. for it. Yeah. And plus, when you're in school and most of what you're doing is reading, yeah. it's <laughs> hard than then want to spend your free time actually reading. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. One last question, and that's where can everybody connect with you online?
1: Yeah. So find me at cadencecopy.com. That's the online headquarters. And then Instagram, I'm there, Cadence Copy Studio. And I would love to connect with anyone. If people have copywriting questions, seriously, follow me on Instagram, shoot me a message, or, you know, go to cadencecopy.com, send me an email. I would love to connect with people.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for being here today. You shared so much great insight, and I think everyone will learn a lot just by listening to what you had to share
1: today. Oh, thank you. This is so exciting. Thanks for asking me. I feel honored.
0: Hi there! I'll let you get back to the episode in just a moment, but I'm interrupting to ask you for a favor. Do you love listening to this podcast? If you do, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. It would also mean a lot to me if you left a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. This will help more people who might enjoy the podcast find it. Thanks so much, and I'll let you get back to the show now. Wasn't that such a great interview? Ellie shared so many actionable takeaways there. I hope that you found them valuable and I encourage you to pick one or two things that you learned um, from that interview and make a plan in your planner or the calendar to you know, take action and sit down and give yourself time to work on those things within your business. And if you'd like to see a written outline of, the major topics that we talked about in this episode and also the links to some of the things that we talked about like the book recommendations go to mayapalmerdesigns.com slash blog and click podcast from the categories and you should see a link to the episode um within the list where we talked about developing your brand messaging so you can see You know, all the things we shared in a written format, if that's helpful to you. And to find that blog post faster, I'll actually have a link to it in the show notes for this podcast episode as well. Um, I'd love to know one major takeaway that you had from this episode. You can post, take a screenshot and post this podcast episode in your stories and share it with me on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at MyPalmDesigns. Or you can DM me on Instagram or send me an email at maya at mayapalmerdesigns.com. I'd love to hear from you. And as I'm getting ready for podcast content in 2021, I'd also love to hear any podcast episode recommendations that you have of any topics that you want to hear about. Um, You can message me on Instagram or email me with those as well. And I've got some great interviews lined up for December That will probably be airing later in the month and also in January, so I'm super excited about that. And thank you so much for being here and listening to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Take care, and I'll talk with you again soon.